The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN is you covered with draft props, mock drafts and our live NFL draft watch party. Make sure to smash that subscribe button at YouTube.com slash sports gambling podcast welcome everybody to the mlb gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is malcolm bamford coming to you from newcastle upon tyne in northeast of england today is monday the 24th of april and we are here for a full lineup 15 games MLB action on Tuesday, April the 25th. First up from Houston, Texas, the machine, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf. Hey, Mal, how's it going? Uh, good to be here with you guys. Um, another week of baseball. Uh, hopefully, like I mentioned, we can uh, get some more winners for our listeners. It's been a pretty good start to the season, so hopefully we can keep chugging along here, gentlemen. And our third wheel tonight um, is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? What's going on, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I got one of my teams surprisingly on top of the NL Central and one of the teams yeah. surprisingly on the bottom of the AL Central. So, you know, uh, some good and bad baseball taking it all in. Let's go. Yeah, loving a bit of the Pirates at the moment. Um, Moon, I've said it's been a good start, which it has, but my, um, my lock and dog... The old spreadsheet of doom took a bit of a hit this week. I couldn't get anything over the line this week. I was like, the weekend's a busy area. I know everyone's doing all sorts of stuff. There's lots more sport going on. Um, I was at the Newcastle match yesterday and got myself full of beer and rum. Um, but I took a hit. I just couldn't get a, a lock or a dog over the line. So I was out of the green numbers uh, for the weekend. I scraped a 5-5 draw um, with Ryan McIntyre in the... Um, in the DGEN's uh, Fantasy League. So that's all right. Still sitting nice and snugly in third place. But yeah, I feel I like it's... Uh, five, sorry? Four, one, I got a W. 5-4-1 win out of over uh, Gumby's cousin, I think that is. Yeah, you never win. Well done. Oh, come on. <laughs> my, first two, <laughs> my first two weeks I went up against... Uh, it was Blake and who was the other? It was another SGPN... Well, and is that your excuse for losing? I, I've had a great strength of schedule so far. If you oh, look at all oh my god, I would That's have incredible. the league in roto leagues. Boy, we're getting analytical here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If uh, my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle, Noah, but she doesn't. Uh, so I don't want to hear it. Um, the YouTube chat is well and truly alive and well. Uh, Colby's in there. Good evening, sir. Uh, Captain saying, oh, Jake. Uh, JT's brother. So, yeah, everyone's getting stuck into each other already um, in there. So, yeah, I'm all for that. So, Tuesday night, then, is what we are here to look at. We've got a couple of games off the board and three games off the board, actually. Um, the pitching ranks seem to have taken a battering again. We've got injuries left, right and centre. I mean, there's, there's teams already down to their kind of ninth or tenth starter. Um, when you start the season, you kind of know the rotation and then you might know the sixth guy up or the seventh guy up. But man, there's, uh, there's some teams having to plumb the depths of their uh, 
of their minor league system just to get some pitchers going to the mound this week. It's um, It's been an absolute bloodbath. We will start with a 6-10 Eastern first pitch. Is the Colorado Rockies at the Cleveland Guardians. Ryan Feltner will go for the Rockies. And Peyton Battenfield, we like him, um, gets to start for the Guardians. The Rockies are plus 175. The Guardians are minus 200. And the total is at 8.5. Uh, Feltner, 1 and 2, 616 ERA. Um, but if you take his last start, he threw five scoreless at Philly. He's been walking too many batters. He's walked at least three in every start he's had. So there's an option if you could find an over two and a half walk prop on Feltner. Um, but I really like his underlying metrics. Like um, I think that last start at Philly is more indicative um, than the, the poorest starts he's had. Everything's kind of above average except that walk rate. So if he can limit the walk rate, I think he's live here. Uh, Peyton Battenfield, we uh, very much enjoyed him because of his name when he came up um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he has an 0-1 record with a 169 uh, ERA through two games start. And he's had two nice starts against the Yankees and, and at Detroit. However, I'm not sure, you know, I think... Um, it's only a matter of time before he gets a shellac in his fastball sitting at 91. Who is that really big league ready? Uh, he's given up a lot of hard contact. So, Cleveland don't score a load of runs. We discussed that quite a lot. Uh, they've been even worse at home, actually, in terms of runs per game as well. So, I trust Feltner, yet yeah, to show again what he showed us last time out. I think Battenfield's due a dodgy one. I'm going to open the show here with a big dog. Colorado on the money line, plus 175, Muna. I'm not sure if I can get there with Feltner. I think that the pitcher that he was in his first three starts is the pitcher that I think we'll see all season. I think the Rockies are, what, 1-10? in 10, Or, sorry, 1-9 in nine of their last 10 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think I'm wrong about that. Let me double check. I feel like they beat Philly in a couple of games this weekend. No, they actually are. So, um, yeah, I think this team obviously is heading the wrong direction. Talked a lot about how we're going to fade this team or throughout the years, uh, fading the Rockies on the road where they're a good home team, but they're not a home team, a good home team this season either. So it's a big price here for uh, the Guardians. I'd probably just look at the run line for the Guardians here. I think this is the, the type of opponents where they just kind of stack up the wins. Um. Noah, how are you feeling about Felton and Battenfield? I'm right there with you, uh, Malcolm. I'm not sure what you did here with the stream, but... Um, Someone likes looking at themselves. Go <laughs> What's happened? I, happened. I think the, the price is entertaining enough to take the Rockies on the money line here. The Guardians, they dropped two or three against the Tigers last week. And this offense in low-scoring games is not going to be enough to win sometimes. Because... <clears throat> If the Rockies are able to scratch across 3-4 against Battenfield or this bullpen that actually has not had the greatest start to the season with a 347 ERA, the Rockies could win a low-scoring game, and that's actually where I like it the most. I, I like the under 8.5 in this one, Mel. Okay, so it's under for Noah. Um, exploring with Dasmurf Tackle. Great name, by the way. Um, he's throwing out some stats on the Red Sox, which we'll get to in a bit. Um and uh, Captain Sino was we Peyton Battenberg. Um, 
does sound like a bloke who lives up the street from me. Um, the Battenberg makes a regular appearance mm. on the Premier League um, gambling podcast. If you ever listen to that, you should do. He's excellent. Uh, really, really good. Recommend it. Six thirty-five Eastern first pitch is that game involving um, the Boston Red Sox that uh, Smurf Tackle was just telling us about. Red Sox at the Orioles. Corey Kluber goes for Boston, and Kyle Bradish goes for Baltimore. Plus one twenty on the Red Sox, minus one forty on the O's. Total is set at eight and a half. Noah, you said in the chat that you talked a little bit about this game yesterday um, and Mount Castle's uh, propensity to hit to hit Chris Sale. But yeah, I've got Kluber going, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, this was have... this was Moon. He's talking about Monday night. He's talking ah, is, about that, is, that, is that tonight's game? Yeah, you... yes. Monday's I mean, game. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Mount Castle's just raking right now. Props for him in general are a good idea. Um, but yeah, that's for Monday night's game. And yeah, I co-signed that Boston Red Sox and Orioles here for Tuesday night. Both lineups have tremendous success against these pitchers. Orioles, they have a 290 batting average against Corey Kluber and Kyle Bradish has given up a 310 batting average to this Red Sox roster. Rafael Devers sitting 462 with a, uh, he's six for 13 and Alex Verdugo's five for 13 hitting 385 against Bradish. Cedric Mullins is eight for 25 hitting 325 against Kluber. And Anthony Santander is hitting 421, 8 for 19 with the tank. Adley Rutschman, the man, is hitting 308 against Kluber with two bombs. So the Smurf Taco, there are your props to eye for Tuesday. Um, we saw these two teams play each other in freezing temperatures on opening day weekend in Boston. Those games finished 10-9, 9-8, and 9-5, an average of 16.6 runs scored in those games. Uh, we know these starting rotations are not great for either team. The bullpens have overachieved so far to start the season, but I would co-sign a first five over or a full game over here, uh, guys. Yeah, well, yeah, I actually looked um, at the Tanner Haug start for tomorrow, uh, for Wednesday, sorry. And one of the things I wrote down was the ridiculous scorelines in a lot of those games, 11-5, 14-5, So you're absolutely right. And I think Captain Sino's had us for... For a couple of weeks now, on the um, the fact that the Red Sox are going to be an overs machine. I mean, on Bradish, um, he was he was on a lot of fantasy radars um, last week. He, he was late to the season, came back from injury, but um, I still struggle to trust Kluber. It, it's always a bit of a stretch for me want to want to take. It would have to be in a in a really favourable spot, and this isn't it. Yeah, um, last week I gave you guys that stat that he was dominating. I think it was the Twins roster. And he went out and got shelled in the first three. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. There's your indication then of what you get with Kluber. So I was happy to take the Orioles here. Not a very fancy price, but give me Baltimore at minus 140, Muna. Yeah, um, it's crazy to see that Corey Kluber has faced the um, Orioles seven times since last season. Um, he faced them six times last year against with uh, or with the Tampa Bay Rays, I should say. Um, but he's been getting shellacked in those games. Uh, one in four, six point four two ERA. He's allowed at least four earned runs uh, in four straight games to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So I think this might be a game where we do see runs. I think that the Baltimore Orioles definitely do get to um, Corey Kluber in this game. Um, not sure I can trust either pitcher though, but I think runs galore over. Uh, what do you want to take? Uh, first five over Orioles. First five over. Um, I, I think that that's the way I'm going to attack this game. So I see runs, runs, and runs. 
your boy Ucapper Sports in the YouTube chat. Uh, he's saying that Orioles' first five money line wouldn't be a bad look. Bradish is two and zero so far this season. Kluber zero and four on the first five money line. Yeah, I'll take the run line uh, first five. Yeah, Moon, if you turned me on to Ucapper after he turned up in the chat a couple of weeks ago, so I gave him a follow, and you're absolutely right. You get. Uh, unbelievably good um, daily and nightly stats on MLB. So, yeah, one of my favourite followers uh, without doubt so far this evening. So, yeah, nice to see you in the chats this evening, sir. 6.35 Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers against the white-hot Pittsburgh Pirates. Noah Syndergaard goes for the Dodgers and Johan Oviedo will go for the Pirates. Minus 140 on LA, plus 120 on the Pirates. Total is set... At eight, Munaf, Pittsburgh too big here. Uh no. I think we have to remove the poopy name for the pirates that uh, we kind of dawned, <laughs> dawned on them last year. Drop season. the poop. Yeah, you gotta drop the poop on the poopy pirates, man. They they've looked really good. Um, I was completely wrong about this team coming into the year, at least. I know it's only been 23 games, but they look pretty good. Actually, they look really good. Um, this one was simple for me. I'm not really going to dive into all the numbers here. Noah Syndergaard has been really bad so far for the Dodgers. They're 0-4 in all four of his starts uh, this season. Um, Johan Aviedo looks really good, at least in three out of the four starts so far this season. I think he has a .92 ERA over his last three starts uh, for the Pirates. He's 2-1 and one in those situations. Um I think you're you're still having to pay the Dodgers tax here if you want to back the Dodgers. I think there's a lot of value here on the Pirates here. Giving the Pirates plus 120 on the money line here. I, I think we have the better pitcher. We have the hotter team. Uh, the bats are looking really good for this Pirates, and, and they're playing with some swag here. So give me the Pirates plus 120. You're absolutely right, Moonaf. This is 100% a Dodgers tax situation. Um, Noah, are you, um, are you still feeling Pittsburgh? You know, I don't know if it is a Dodgers tax situation. It might be like, uh, okay, maybe the hype is kind of surrounding the Pirates currently. The Dodgers have the second-best OPS in the league against right-handed pitching with an 833. And have we seen enough from Oviedo to really buy that he's turning into the stud? Like, fantasy circles love Oviedo right now. He couldn't be hyped any any higher. I, I think this one kind of smells a little bit what i'm going to point to you in this matchup though is the stolen base props against Syndergaard. obviously uh that's the poster child of the stolen base prop g1 bay has five during the year so far and mccutcheon has three um b ray i don't know if he's off of the bereavement list yet might as well check that one uh before you place it uh but uh g1 bay and kutch for sure taking take a look at his stolen base props yeah um it's a, a big few days, I feel, coming up for Pittsburgh. They've got the Dodgers, then they've got Washington, then they get Tampa. Um, so we should know a little bit better after that. Uh, Max Muncy, I think, is deserving of a mention. He's now leading the league in home runs. Everyone's talking about Peter Alonso, but Max Muncy's uh, off to 11 homers. The Dodgers have lost all four of Syndergaard's starts. Uh, not necessarily Syndergaard's fault, but equally, um, you can't get away from the fact that that has happened. And plus money on a pitcher and a team who are in great form. Um, it's just a bit too good for me to uh, want to give up. So, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh um, at a price of plus 120. Sorry. Sorry for painting the Pete Alonzo thing a little bit over this podcast. You have the Mets homer and Dylan, also the Mets closet fan and Malcolm, and then me who placed the NL MVP prop on Pete Alonzo. So, yeah, that's our fault. But Max Muncy is raking right now. 
Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Mal proud here. I think uh, Mal, the Pirates are. I think you can compare them to Aston Villa right now. Oh wow! Okay, I have um, no idea and, what that means. <laughs> that's a, uh, kind of a middle of the road team that are overachieving at present. Hey, you took the over on that team in the preseason. I was just yep. going to say I'm rooting on them as a fan. So, <laughs> I think they could be my uh, this year's Baltimore Orioles. We could cash Pittsburgh over in mid-August. They could be the first team over the line, I think, for us this okay. year. 100%. Um, Shady Rays, got you covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles, and much more. Uh, Shady Rays offers insane protection, Um Lost and broken replacements, even on day one. Um, you'll get those replaced, no questions asked. So you can wear your shady rays with confidence. You can look good and feel good. Uh, to date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feed in America. If you don't love them, they'll exchange or return them uh, for free within 30 days, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN. For 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses, try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 200,000 people. 6-4 Eastern first pitch. Good game this one. Good series, in fact. Houston Astros at the Tampa Bay Rays. Luis Garcia goes for Houston. Andrew Rasmussen takes the ball for Tampa. Plus 130 on the Astros. Uh, minus 150 on Tampa Bay. Total at seven and a half. Um. Garcia has a record of one and two with a 5.14 ERA. He got a much needed good home start against the Toronto Blue Jays last time out. I've struggled a bit with Garcia. He's got a really mixed profile. He gets plenty of swing and miss. And actually, Tampa Bay are fifth highest. They've got the fifth highest K rate um, in MLB at the minute. So a K props, perfectly plausible here uh, for Garcia. Rasmussen um, had one home start, which was seven scoreless. Um, he had a bad start at Toronto, which I would suggest is the outlier. Tampa Bay have been absolutely dominant at home. Um, and again, this could be the unit and a half play, but I think minus 150 is a perfectly reasonable price here uh, for Tampa Bay Rays, Muna. Yeah, I, Luis Garcia had a great start in his last uh, game. Uh, obviously, his best start of the season. But Drew Rasmussen's just on a whole other level um, this season. I know he faced the Astros three times since 2021, twice last season. Um, won one game, lost one game. But I, I think I'm going to trust Drew Rasmussen here more over Luis Garcia uh, in this game. Um, just not sure what you're going to get out of Luis Garcia, right? I think for Drew Rasmussen, you know what you're going to get. But... I think there's going to be one of these games this series where the Astros actually do break the streak of the uh, Rays winning streak at home, uh, whether that's on Monday night or Wednesday night. I just don't think it'll be in this game, but I'll take, I'm going to back Drew Rasmussen in the better picture here as well. Okay, Noah. So I'm going to go with the under eight. I'm seeing that at FanDuel right now, minus 115. Um, and also Tampa Bay, they're striking out a bit more, I guess, against lefties. Because uh, against right-handed pitching, Tampa is not fifth. I know I saw that earlier. They are 24th with a 20.5%. So I kind of would go the other way for strikeouts with uh, Garcia against Tampa Bay. But I think he can still go just fine. And I think the under hits in this one. 
Okay, 6-4 Eastern first pitch, the Texas Rangers at the Cincinnati Reds. Martin Perez, lefty, will go for Texas. And Luke Weaver goes for Cincinnati. The Rangers are minus 130. The Reds are plus 110. The total is set at nine and a half. Uh, we'll come across to Noah to lead us off with the Rangers at the Reds. Luke Weaver struck out eight pirates in his first start of the year, but when the ball was putting in play on him, <clears throat> it was hit hard. Average exit velocity of 94.3, and he gave up three barrels. Now he faces my wagon this year in the Texas Rangers. We didn't bet on them in the preseason because we questioned their health. But when you look at the Rangers now, they have the second-best bullpen in the MLB and the third-best OPS against right-handed pitching with an 8-11. Martin Perez is 3-1 with a 3.38 ERA, 19 strikeouts, 7 walks, and 21.1 innings pitched. The Reds are 26th in the MLB with a 73 WRC-plus against lefties. I'm all over the Rangers here. Money line. Sorry, me uh, laptop's oh, taking about... No, it's not me. It's just taking a long time to unmute itself. This is a uh, this is an IT department issue. It's not me. Um, <laughs> Moon off Texas to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that if you take a look at some of the offensive numbers for the Cincinnati Reds over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching, they rank uh, bottom four, bottom five in almost the major statistical categories. And Texas, these are two teams that are going opposite directions. Uh, you know, Rangers are hot right now. While the Reds have lost, um, I don't know what nine out of the last ten games or something like that, but um, better pitcher on the mound, better offense, uh, a team that's struggling against. Oh boy, no. Moon off. We got Robo Moon off there. Yeah, we did have Robo Moon off there, but it's okay. We're back, I think. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe the prices on this one. I thought Texas would be a lot, lot shorter than minus 130. Um, Noah's made the, the relevant points on Weaver. I didn't expect him. We faded him quite hard um, last week, and then he, he, he pitched really well. But um, I am not buying it again. Texas have the second highest runs per game in MLB. Um, and Weaver looks ready to give some up. So I actually changed my player from Texas on the run line as text, sorry, Texas on the on the money line to the run line because I thought it would be a bigger price, but um, I'll happily take take both. So give me Texas um, minus one thirty, but the run line at plus one thirty if you're feeling exotic um, is a, is a good play as well. Uh, next up, we will find a game that Moonaf hasn't handicapped because he is no here. He's, um, here. he's here. Oh, is he back? Yeah, he's good. Okay, oh. nice. One. Here he comes. Uh, so the game is. Uh, 6-4 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. Uh, Bailey Falter, left-handed pitcher, will go for Philly. Uh, the Mariners are minus 125. The Phillies are plus 105. The total is at 8.5. And uh, Robo Munaf, we're back to you. Robot, I am back. Am I back? Am I, am I good? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Crystal clear. Sorry, guys. Um, Bailey Falter, 0-3 so far this season, I believe, for the... Um, um, I don't... I don't. I think this one, when I was handicapping this game, guys, it was... I feel like it's really been struggling. I tried to back them a couple times, 
um, against the Rockies. I know they won three out of four, but for me, I think you have the better pitcher in Logan Gilbert here. Um, I know the Mariners have been struggling against left-handed pitching as well, like the Cincinnati Reds, like I mentioned in that game, like we just talked about. But for me, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Phillies here. I think Bailey Falter can find some form here. It's just really overwhelming when you look at some of these batting splits when it's right-handed pitching versus left-handed pitching, that these teams do struggle against those left-handed pitching. And I think Seattle is one of those teams. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna back the Phillies here. Give me Bailey Falter and the Phillies on the money line against the Seattle Mariners here. You sounded really conflicted there, Moonaf, and I get you, especially with the Phillies, um, because, yeah. again, you, you've got to pick your spots with them. I am going to co-sign your pick here. I've got the Phillies here at plus 105. I, I like Falter's one home start uh, was good, and they have won three in a row as much as the uh, they're a hard team to evaluate. So that was kind of enough just to tip the balance. Uh, you mentioned the Mariners struggling against the uh, lefty. So, yeah, give me Folder and the Phillies in this spot. Uh, Noah? Yeah, I'm not wavering from my preseason hunch either. Uh, give me a spot to fade Logan Gilbert. I'm going to take it here early. Seattle, they have the 27th OPS against left-handed pitching with a 627 Philly they are fourth in the MLB with an 804 OPS against right-handed pitching. And listen to this. So I was hammering the point home about this Philly bullpen just being awful since they've started tinkering with Jose Alvarado as closer. So ever since I, I, I think it's like April 16th. So that's what I filtered this in here since April 16th. So it's a week. Philly has the number one bullpen in the MLB with a 0.75 ERA. So as the dog, I would love the Phillies in the spot. They have the better lineup against the right-handed pitcher uh, than Seattle does against the lefty. Give me the Phillies here, plus money. Okay, team right. Team right on the Phillies. Good uh, good bullpen statage there as well. 707. Eastern first pitch, the Chicago White Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays. Mike Clevenger will go for the White Sox. And Jose Barrios draws the start for Toronto. The White Sox are plus 170. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays are minus 190. Totally uh, is set at nine and a half. Uh, completely unusually yesterday, I talked to a Chicago White Sox supporter. Um, coming out of the Newcastle match, um, there was a couple of Tottenham fans um, looking particularly miserable walking back down into Newcastle City Centre. And so I was having a bit of chat with them. And one of them had a White Sox jacket on. So it turns out he actually lives and works in Chicago, um, a London expat. So, and then I said, so you've got two dog shit teams to support then. And he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. Um, so that, <laughs> I, I left I left it there. We went, we went our separate ways because um, he, he hadn't had the best of days and he didn't appreciate my giving him a little bit more stick there. Uh, it made me laugh though. So... Clevenger, um, two and one, three twenty six ERA. The the White Sox since I put them in the fourteen day timeout, they actually won a couple of games over the weekend. Had the four and seven, so I think I'd still be uh, I'd still be a little bit up. We've got three more days of this. Um, Clevenger's alternating good and bad starts, so it's really really hard to know what to expect. If you look at his baseball savant page, there's lots of blue numbers on there. Uh, which is never a good sign on his dashboard there. Uh, Jose Barrios, one and three, 623 ERA. Um, his last two starts have been better. I would like to see it again. Uh, the Toronto pitching over the weekend was outstanding. They pitched 20 innings 
um, and gave up one earned run between uh, Kikuchi, Manoa and Gorsman uh, at the Yankees this weekend. So, yeah, good things from Toronto. Barrios, don't know if he can carry on. I think both pitchers look hittable here. I think the books agree. The total's high. It's at nine and a half, but I reckon we can get there. Why not? Um, I'll take the over. Noah, what do you think? Yeah, I like the over, and I found it at nine on Fandle, minus 118 currently. Okay, that helps. Um, yeah, it does, because Clevenger uh, – actually, let's start with Jose Barrios. The White Sox, because they faced them quite a bit with Minnesota, this roster is hitting 324 against Burrios up and down. Uh, you'll find some nice uh, props here with Ben Attendee. He's hitting 375 against him. He has a home run. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, 391. He has a home run. Uh, Elvis Andrews, 333. And Gavin Sheets, 286. So, uh, and then against Clevenger, there was one or two uh, Blue Jays that I saw. But both bullpens, bottom 10 in the league. Uh, Toronto, they have a 435 ERA. That's 20th. White Sox, 622. That's 28th. And neither really excel hitting right-handers so far this year. Um, Toronto, 737 OPS. That's 11th. And the Chicago White Sox are 691, 21st. So, yes, love this over nine. And like I said, uh, Whit Merrifield is the other guy that hits Clevenger pretty well. He's got a 263 uh, average against him. He's 10 for 38 in his career. So uh, some nice props. And I expect a, a good offensive game here. Yeah, uh, Captain Encino fancies the Blue Jays to do some bits as well. Munaf? Yeah, I agree everything about what you guys said. I think we see runs in this game. Jose Barrios has actually lost four straight starts against this uh, White Sox team as well. So I think a sneaky play could be a White Sox first five team total over or full game total over uh, for the White Sox. But I agree. Well, I, I can't back either one of these pitchers. Mal, you said it that Clevenger's he's been a little more inconsistent um, in his four starts. And Jose Barrios, I mean... He could look great for one start and then three straight starts. He can look like the pitcher that we've kind of used to seeing over the last season or two. So I think we do see runs. And the, obviously, this total is high for a reason. So yeah. um, don't be afraid of it. Take the over. Also, take nice. steals against Clevenger. Uh, runners are 18 for 19 against him. Good for 94%. 7-10 Eastern is one of the three games that we've got off the board here. It's the Washington Nationals at New York Mets. Uh, Jojo Gray for the Nationals, and it's the Mets. Now, I had Edwin Asite going, uh, but Noah thinks it might be. Is his name Joey Butto? Something uh, Butto. Jose. Jose. Jose Butto. Um, so it's either Asite or Butto. Um, I have got no odds um, and nothing much to add. Moonaf, um, do you want to tell us about Jojo Gray, or are we going to skip past this one? The only thing I'll mention about Jojo Gray is that he's he's looked pretty sharp uh, in the couple starts here for this season uh, for the Washington Nationals. Uh, but if you just take a look at his game log against the Mets, since 20, he had two starts last season against them and then one in 2021. In those three games, he's 0-2 with an ERA of uh, 12.00. He's allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of those starts. He's allowed at least six earned runs um, in two of the three starts. And then he's also allowed uh, 21 hits. A little less than 20% of those have been the long ball. So I think we see runs by the Mets here. Um, Noah mentioned it earlier. Pete Alonso is is on just a, a, a rampage right now. <laughs> Maybe look at his home run props in this game. But I, I think the Mets will be able to put up some runs against Jojo Gray. 
Yeah, Munaf. Pete Alonso does have a home run against uh, Gray in his career. Uh, he's also hitting 500 against Gray. Uh, a couple of Mets have extreme success against Gray in a small sample size. Six at bats for Brandon Nimmo. He's hitting 500. Um, and then also we have uh, Mark Canna. He has a bomb against Gray. Uh, Gray. He's hitting 333. Um, and then there's one other one. Uh, Jeff McNeil, 667. He's four for six with a home run as well. So some props against Gray uh, for this Mets lineup could be enticing. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really grab anything on the on the rookie pitchers or young pitchers that are getting called up in this game because we really don't know who it is going to be. We had two different guys there. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. Um, Brandon Nimmo's one of the hottest hitters in all of uh, baseball at the moment. He's been great. Um, Excellent use of the word rampage as well, Moonaf. Um, big tick for that one. Um, 7.20 Eastern, first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Atlanta Braves. It's it's off the board. It's TBD again. Brian Hoeing, we reckon, for Miami. And Charlie Morton for Atlanta. Uh, no odds, no tools. Um, Noah, do you know anything about uh, Brian Hoeing? Yeah, uh, so he's a former Louisville righty, and not that he's not the guy that Marlins fans may have wanted. He's not their top choice for the call up because they've got quite a few pitching prospects on the doorstep. But it is what it is, and Hoeing hasn't been too bad in AAA this year so far. He's started three games. He has twenty strikeouts, two walks in seventeen point one innings, a two oh eight ERA. Interestingly enough. Atlanta has the third highest strikeout percentage against right-handed pitching so far this year. So that might not be a bad look for the rookie. If the books are even offering it, they might be cowards here and not offer it for the young kid. But I'll take it a step further, though. Miami, they have a slim chance to win this game. If we follow Malcolm's pitcher age trend that he gave out with Chucky Moe as one of his examples last Friday. So the price is juicy enough. Uh, Put some pizza money on the fish on the money line here. Yeah, well, I looked at this as one of those spots where you kind of looked at an Atlanta run line as a, as a lock or something. But I had to back up my, um, like you say, my fade in the old guys. Um, as much as I am the old guy on the show, um, <laughs> Charlie Morton was the, was the old guy fade. So, yeah, I didn't have much for this anyway uh, with Brian Hoeing going. That rhymes. Uh, Moonaf, did you have anything on this? No, I didn't have anything. <laughs> okay, uh, we will move on to 740. Eastern first pitches, the San Diego Padres, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Blake Snell, and I've never, ever know his first name, Justin Steele. Two left-handed pitches going for the... Why are you have a mental block, Jason? Or I call him something else as well. He's, he's, he's always called Justin every week. Every week we come to this, and he's still called Justin. It never changes. Um, the Padres are minus 115. Um the Cubs behind Steel are minus one or five, and the total is eight and a half. Moonaf, we'll send this to you. Yeah, Justin Steele. That's all you need to tell me. I'm back in Justin Steele here. That's my guy, man. He's uh, a listener to SGPN, Mal. You can yeah, at least get his like, name what, right. I know, Justin, yeah. yeah, just Justin <laughs> Steele. Just bet the money line and call it a day. Um, he's been off to a great start as far as you know, pitching for the for the Cubbies, man. Cubbies. Have been doing real well. Um, their their starting rotation has been doing real well. Uh, it's been Marcus Stroman. It's been Justin Steele. Drew Smiley has been. Uh, he's had a couple great starts against the Dodgers. Um, I think this is another team where obviously you have Blake Snell on the other side, but the Cubs 
um, are one of the best teams uh, against um, left-handed pitching. I'm not putting my money on uh, Blake Snell here, despite, you know, I, I don't know if he has a good start so far this season. Captain Senna mentioning it in the chat already, Blake Snell walk, pro- uh, walk props. Uh, that's always uh, a good bet when he's on the on the mound, but I'm going to back Justin Steele here. I really like the numbers of what I've seen from the Cubbies against left-handed pitching. Um, and again, there's like another team in that NL Central. It's getting a little, it's getting interesting with how well the Cubs and the uh, Pirates have been playing. So I'm going to back the Cubbies here. Give me the Cubbies on the money line. Uh, you made my one point, Moon, I've in my notes here, was that Snell hasn't had one really good start. Yeah, He hasn't had any shockers either, but... Just be better. Blake Snell is always a trap for me. Um, and I'm just not buying it. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. The Cubs for me at minus 105. No way. Retweet everything that Menoff said and add in stolen base props for the Chicago Cubs team because <clears throat> runners are 34 for 41 stealing bases against Blake Snell. That's an 83% clip. And some Cubs to eye, Nika Horner, he has nine stolen bases on the year so far. And Bellinger, Hap have four, Swanson has three. So uh, some good Cubs there. Check out the odds. If it's 250 or above, get a quarter or a fifth a unit on that and let it ride. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. An NFL draft props contest, part of SGPN's draft week. SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. 7-4 Eastern first pitch is the New York Yankees at the Minnesota Twins. Nasty Nesta Cortez, lefty, goes for the Yankees. And Joe Ryan starts for Minnesota. Minus 105 on the Yankees. Uh, minus 115 on the Twins. Totally set at seven. Uh, Cortez, 3-0 with a 3-0-9 ERA. Started four games. All very, very similar um, levels of performance from Nesta. He faced Minnesota on the 14th of April. Pitched well in a game that they lost 4-3. No reason why he won't um, turn out as usual start tomorrow. Uh, Joe Ryan's been great. Um, he faced the Yankees on the day before Cortez start, gave up one earned run through seven innings. Um, Joe Ryan's only home start um, wasn't great. But again, I, I think that's the outlier. He, he started four games and, and he's pretty trustworthy. I think both can go well here. Um, that 4-3 game that we saw um, the last time court has pitched looks like a good comparison for something you're going to get tomorrow. The tool is about right. I would take a first five under. I think we could see a little pitching duel here. Um, so the first five under for me, Muna. Yeah, Yankees have been one of the 
best teams or one of the best teams towards the under so far this season. I mean, traditionally, they've been a team that you look at back in the over, but the bats haven't really been able to get going. And it's really that I talked about this to uh, Dylan yesterday that that bottom of the lineup for the Yankees just isn't getting it done right now. I know they're missing Stan as well, but um, Cortez, like you mentioned, he, he's been good so far for the Yankees. Joe Ryan has been even better for the uh, Twins. Um, I think you're right. You'll see a pitcher's duel here. Uh, uh, pitcher's duel here. If you're able to find a four. As far as that first five under, I really like that play as well. Couldn't really bring myself to a side. I think, again, the, the line is kind of indicative of, of where the books think these pitchers are at. Um, but I do agree about the first five under with you here, Mel. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I thought this game was super tight. I lean Yankees. Um, and then the two pitchers, they actually are like right at that threshold of like 80 two percent that i like the target for the steals so far this season nestor cortez is allowing runners eight for ten stolen bases but it's small sample size and also joe ryan has a small sample size um runners are 13 for 16 against him that's 81 percent so um those are two interesting props to attack here in this game because overall i feel like the money line and the total is really dang tight. I'm not going to have anything on this game unless it's a stolen base prop that I find that's a good price. 7-4 Eastern first pitch. The Detroit Tigers at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Spencer Turnbull goes for the Tigers. Eric Lauer, left-handed pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, who are minus 170 at all. The Tigers plus 150, totals at 8.5. Noah, it's our guy, Spencer Turnbull. What's he going to do? This is a smash spot for the Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, so far, I've been wrong about Spencer Turnbull. Um, you know, it's only been five, four or five starts off of Tommy John surgery, but listen to this. So this spoke to me. Milwaukee ranks seventh in the MLB for OPS against right-handed pitching with a 777 OPS. That's a lot of sevens. I like that. Um they just speak to me. I also wanted to take a deep dive into Eric Lauer. So far this year, he's 3-1 and one with a 430 ERA, 19 strikeouts, 8 walks, and 23 innings. The line's fine. Maybe too many walks. The ERA is slightly higher than you would like. But here's who Eric Lauer's faced so far this year. The Padres, the Cardinals, the Mariners, and the Cubs. They're all good major league offenses. Now you get the pathetic ball club wearing the word Detroit and cursive on gray threads. They own a 559 OPS against left-handed pitching with a 54 OPS plus against Southpaws. Of course, that's last in the league, but they're an outlier. They're so bad. The next worst team has a 64 OPS plus. So I'm on the Brewers minus one and a half and Lauer strikeouts ladder them because the Tigers are striking out 30, 30% of the time against lefties this year. So, smashing the Brewers, minus one and a half, and Lauer strikeouts. Uh, that is a case beautifully made, Noah. Um, absolutely watertight. Um, Moon, after we need any further information? Nothing else from me. <laughs> no, he's absolutely right. Um, I came down on the side of the under, but only because I don't think the Brewers can score nine by themselves. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the same cat. We're just skinning it in different ways. The thing I did notice on 
uh, about this was the Brewers have gone to 15 and 7, but very quietly. The team have done that under the radar. They've just sort of tiptoed the way along, really. Um, hey, I'm, I'm trying to spread the word on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Trying, um, trying. Hey, but Garrett Mitchell, can we just get a moment of silence? He's, he's, he's done for the year. IL. Yeah, you um every conversation we had about drafts over the over the winter and early spring, you mentioned Garrett Mitchell. You couldn't go three sentences without mentioning Garrett Mitchell too. <laughs> um nine thirty eight Eastern first pitches the Oakland Athletics and the LA Angels. We have Mason Miller, uh, the talking horse, will go for Oakland tomorrow, and Griffin Cannon goes for the LA Angels. Prices are minus, uh, minus one fifty five, the Angels. Plus 165, Auckland. Total is set at eight and a half. Moonaf. A lot of chat about Mason Miller. What can we expect tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, we saw it in his first start. I know Noah was talking about Mason Miller where he could throw triple digits and he, and he was doing it consistently for the Oakland A's in his first start. Um, I, I think that, you know, we talked about Griffin Canning as well. Um, I think he gave up a few to the Yankees in his last start. I mean, it was in the first couple of innings there. But, um I'm not sure if you can put money on this Oakland A's team right now. I think that if you do want to back Mason Miller here, it has to be within the first five innings because Oakland, I believe, does have the worst team bullpen ERA in the entire MLB. I think they're right there with the White Sox, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I I think that for me, Mal, you talked about Griffin Canning. I think that he can be okay. I think you talked about them last week. Um, I, I think that the Angels right now are in a spot where you know you have one of the worst teams in the MLB coming in, and if you're trying to stay competitive in that AL West, I think that every loss that piles up is a, obviously a bad thing for the Angels, but also you're going to have to come to a point where Otani, if he doesn't, if the Angels don't make the postseason or aren't even the possibility come trade deadline, they're going to have to make a decision on Otani. And I think that, again, if he does, if they don't make the playoffs this season, he's walking, and you can't let him walk away for nothing. Um, but at least in this matchup, I'm going to go and take the run line, minus one and a half for the Angels. I think that the maybe the ace can keep it tight within those first four or five innings when Mason Miller's out there. I just don't trust his bullpen. They can come in at any point and give up three, four, five runs, and, and the Angels can... Um, cover this run line easy so i'm gonna just back the angels against the ace all three games four games one and a half uh this early in this week i actually thought moon off last night at one point the o- oakland was it who, who did the angels play last night was that uh, oakland? marlin no it wasn't the marlins um they would be behind yeah, and then they hit like back to back to back home. Yeah, games. they went back to back to back. And I was like watching the, the scores and I thought that was a really important game because the LA went back to back to back and got back to 500 again, went to 11 and 11. And I just thought if they start to let this slip, if someone just starts picking at the thread, the whole thing could unravel pretty quickly. Like, And it just seemed that for so early in the season, that seemed like a big deal. Um Last night. So, yeah, Mason Miller was the talking horse last week. There was big money blown on him um, in fantasy all over the place. I went to EGFBI League. There was one guy absolutely just blew his wad, didn't he? He had (laughs) $1,000 and he spent it all on Mason Miller, Johan Moncada, and someone completely overpaid for all three of them. Like, it was quite funny. (laughs) He went went for 405 bucks, Mason Miller, in our fantasy league <laughs> yeah that's too much um, he's a pitcher on the athletics yeah, 
Yeah, you're never going to get a win, are you? Um, no. That was part of the handicap here, was that the, the, the A's never win. Uh, and also, Griffin Cannon was kind of the Mason Miller from a, year, a few years ago. I talked him up um, as last week. I really, really like his stuff. Um, so I'm going to have to back him again. But yeah, of course, I'm what Moonaf says. The Angels on the run line for me. Uh, plus 110, Noah. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign a lot of what Moonoff said because you cannot back the Oakland Athletics on any sort of money line right now because you can't trust the offense and you can't trust the bullpen. But I do like Mason Miller, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the first five under. Okay. First five under. Uh, Barry Penaluna has joined us in the chat. Barry no, and Moonoff. <laughs> Barry and Moonoff sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. It's all you get out of these two. It's a proper, look at the proper SGP and bromance. We need to go and buy ourselves new hats, Noah, because there's going to be a wedding. There's going to be the first ever SGP and wedding, and it's going to be Barry and Moona. Make me sick, the two of them. Uh, 9-4 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Brady Singer uh, for KC, and Ryan Nelson gets a start for Arizona. Uh, plus 120 on the Royals, minus 140 on the Diamondbacks. Total set at nine and a half. Uh, Brady Singer, one and two, eight fourteen ERA. Get up there. Um, three shockers in a row. Singer's had. I think we've been on the receiving end of most of them in our in our league. He's got to go on the watch list. Unfortunately, at this point, as much as kind of we did like him a lot, he was on that WBC roster. He gave up four home runs against Atlanta two starts ago, but the. Main issue with Singer is he's got all kinds of different problems. It's not just he's given up the long ball or he's walking too many. He's doing all the different things. It's like, put all the problems in a hat and he'll pull one out every inning. Like, this inning, I'm going to do this badly. Um, so he's got all the problems going on at once. Um, Ryan Nelson's just about holding his own last time out till a couple of Padres home runs tagged him um, for five earned in that last start. I mean, it was only on three hits. It didn't go too bad. The walks cost him. If he can limit them, he's going to be okay. You can't, I can't take KC. Um, so, yeah, I'll put up the D-backs here at minus 140, Noah. Yeah, so if you remember the rant that I just had on the Tigers, take it all and put it on the Royals here. Um, because even if Singer, who, uh, I mean, maybe Granky they would qualify as their ace, but Singer had the best year last year, even if he does go well, they're not doing anything for him. This team has been pathetic. Like, they have a 570 OPS against right-handed pitching. That's worse than the Tigers against righties. Um, and they have a 57 WRC+. plus. Again, another outlier. They're eight points worse than the Tigers. <laughs> or actually, 14 points worse than the Tigers, eight points worse than the Nationals. Um Arizona, they have a 730 OPS. I think this is another one where you cannot back the Royals. The Diamondbacks on the run line, Diamondbacks on the money line has to be one of the two plays in this game. Yep, he's uh, he's right, Moonaf. The Royals have the 29th bullpen in the MLB, too. 651 ERA. Moonaf? I'm sorry. Uh, Um... I was just going to mention, if you take a look at the final scores in the four starts from Brady, Brady Singer, I mean, you're seeing a lot of runs <laughs> in those games. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to repeat everything Mal said because he pretty much covered it, but I think it's going to be Diamondbacks in this game. Just This might be a stack where you just take the run line minus one and a half, take their team totals over, whether it's first five innings or full game. Um, this, this KC team is just really bad, and 
I think what 75 or 80 percent of their wins have actually come on the road where they're like one in 12 at home so far so it, <laughs> it's just a bad situation right now for the Royals yeah that's fair enough it's horrible um 9.45 Eastern first pitch is the final game on this card it's the St. Louis Cardinals at the San Francisco Giants we have uh, Jake Woodford um, going for the cards San Francisco's TBD um, although we all think it's Sean Manaya uh, going for the Giants. No odds as a result. Uh, Noah, if you've got anything on this one, um, Woodford at Manaya, we think. Yeah, I think they're holding out the odds because <clears throat> of this reason. 20-mile-an-hour wind out to center field. The Cardinals have the best OPS against lefties with a 924. The Giants, fifth-best OPS against righties with a 797. And they also have the fourth worst bullpen in the majors with a 529 when the number opens gotta take the over and i'd lean the cardinals here on the money line don't end your sentences so abruptly you need to take a run up so i can unmute yourself with about four seconds to go <laughs> uh it's a skill moon off what have you got it seems like the Chicago wind has now traveled or is in San Francisco <laughs> now uh, because we're seeing these winds like blowing out to dead center, like Noah mentioned, like 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. Um, and he also mentioned St. Louis has been, if it is Sean Manaya, um, Cardinals have been doing real well against the left-handed pitching. If you just look at their numbers, but um and Woodford has been giving it up as well. So I think the one look that obviously no one mentioned there, it is the over. Um, if you had to, pick a side I, I would probably look at the cardinals see whether it's first five or full game but i think the more, more safer play here mal is going to be the over first five over two i forgot about that yeah yeah we saw so i saw some uh, carry out towards um triple as alley over the weekend daniel vogel back nearly sent one out and then brandon nimble uh sent one right out into that furthest corner down there where normally where homers go to die but they they both managed to carry one out there um i'm out on minaya um I think his days are numbered. I'm going to put him up as the next one uh, to go down. We, we had Bumgarner tagged and got rid of him uh, over the first few weeks. So That's now Manaya. Sorry? That's bold. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is bold, but, you know, I'm, a, I'm an excellent judge, um, Noah, <laughs> and very, a very shrewd handicapper, and I'm not afraid okay. to uh, to get out there and tell everyone about it. So um, St. Louis on the on the... Uh, money line. Don't know what the prices will be, but one of those things. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 15 games, uh, beautifully handicapped. Uh, locks and dogs incoming. We'll come to you first. Noah, what do you have? Uh, simple here for me. I handicapped both of these games, had the lead on old. Um, I'm going to take the Texas Rangers, minus 130 on the money line against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, the Rangers, they have the second-best bullpen in the MLB, the third-best OPS against right-handed pitching with an 811. Martin Perez is going to go good enough. Plus the Reds, they have the 26th MLB or 26th WRC Plus with uh, 73. Uh, so that's 26th in the MLB. Sorry, I butchered that. Um, and then my dog. <laughs> this is this honestly could have been the lock. It's the Brewers, minus one and a half against the Detroit Tigers, plus 125. Um, everything just spoke to me about this game. Uh, the Tigers have been putrid against left-handed pitching. It's a perfect Eric Lauer bounce-back spot. He's faced like very tough competition so far this year. And now he's getting the worst offenses in the league against left-handed pitching. Um, and the Brewers, they're going to do just enough to win this game by two or more runs. Okay. Love all of that. Moonaf, what do you have? I have the same lock as uh, Noah. 
Rangers minus 130 on the money line. I'm um, not going to regurgitate everything that he just said. A better pitcher. Uh, offense that is struggling against left-handed pitching, which is the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, bottom four in most of the statistical categories on offense uh, against left-handed pitching for the Reds. Rangers minus 130. Lock that up. And uh, for my dog, I'm going to take the Pirates. Give me uh, the plus 120 on their money line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade the Dodgers here. I'm not going to bag Noah Syndergaard. I think that, you know, we talk about it every time we see Syndergaard on the pitching docket that you're going to be able to be able to steal bases against him. And it's not, it hasn't been a secret since he's returned to the league after the injuries that he dealt with. We talked about it last season as well. Pirates are a hot team right now. Um, I thought they would fall off a little bit offensively without O'Neill Cruz, but they look good. Um I just like the value on this on this Pirates team at plus one twenty, especially the way that they've been playing. So I think they'll be able to steal this one against Noah Syndergaard, who is zero and four, or the Dodgers are zero and four in the in this four start so far this season. He's used the words docket and the word rampage in the same podcast. This is absolutely outrageous for, uh, from Moon after tonight. Right, I've got. I don't know if I'm allowed to do what I'm about to do, Moon. After you might have to judge. You'll have to okay. be the uh, the arbiter on this. My luck. And it's a team right, boys. It's Texas on the money line at minus oh, one thirty. What you all point? Oh yeah, sorry. We 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 gotta we gotta do this. We have to. Oh, he's gonna get his. He's Noah's getting his trumpet out. There we go. Very good. All right, so my dog is Texas on the run line at plus <laughs> one thirty. How are we feeling about this, Moonaf? Is this controversial? Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't understand the problem. So if they win by one, you'll push on your unit. And then if they win by two or more runs, <sighs> I, I, I can't, I, you have to pick another lock. I'm sorry. I, I can't let you. Another lock? Can I pick another dog? Pick another bollocks dog. Yeah, it can't be the same pick. <laughs> All right, okay. Just establishing. It's we've got a system. Fucking games on the dock. This guy was a <laughs> Stop saying dock it like it's a word normal people use. Right? Okay. Um, I tell you what. If I was a listener to this show, if I got the value, I said stuck this on the case. Noah made for uh, the Brewers and Eric Lauer was absolutely. It was beautifully presented, uh, and it sold me. Um, absolutely sold me. So yeah, I'll take the. Uh, I can't believe the price. I'll take the Brewers. Um, on the uh, run line, um, uh, he said plus one twenty-five. So that's what I'm going to take. What are we laughing at now, Noah? Just because. Just <laughs> oh my god, we've lost him, Moon. I've never seen him like this. He goes. He goes from. We're all taking the Rangers. So you got to switch it up. And you know what? Noah made a great point on the Brewers. We're going to go with that pick too. We've got like four total picks in this laptop. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'll tell you something, right? Appropriate. Right. On the front of my jotter here, I wrote, wear it there. You will be. I wrote on there on Saturday night. No one wins unless everybody wins. So, if at some point we can't take the same picks, then I think we're all shot. This is a community here, Noah. So I, you should be like delighted that I've uh, I've taken your handicap and run with it. Hey, I am. <laughs> I am delighted. I just I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I, I'm going to change my lock. <laughs> no way. All three of them are on the Rangers money line. And that means everybody go put your money on the Cincinnati Reds. 
Okay. I am going to go. I'm going first. This is probably number is going to be five and a half. Give me, give me the White Sox and the Blue Jays over. You have two atrocious pitchers on the mound, Lance Lynn and Jose Barrios. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to take the over nine and a half there. Oh, holy shit. Well, that was it. We were doing quite well for time then, but that's taken us about seven minutes to knock out those locking dog picks. That was incredible. Do we need to repeat um, our picks? <laughs> well, Texas money line. Texas Malcolm and I have the same lock and dog. Oh God! What? Okay, <laughs> you. So my Muna, you are... told me weeks ago I could. Have, I was allowed the same lock and dog because I changed it one night because Dylan. Dylan have the same, and you said I should have the courage of my convictions and no, keep it, fine. so I have. Yeah, so that's fine if you believe it. I just feel like every time there is a triple lock on any show on the network, it goes the other way. So, okay. So to benefit you guys, I'm going to change my pick. I'm gonna, I do like the Rangers. I still will be betting there. For the sake of the show, I am going to go with the over as the, the, the nine and a half over in the White Sox and the Blue Jays game as my log. And then my dog, I am going to stick with the Pirates money line. But a bonus uh, dog I'll give you, also do like the Diamondbacks run line, minus one and a half, plus 140. All right, if we're doing bonus dogs, I got to get away from the double lock. <laughs> I like the Phillies plus 105. <laughs> I like how everybody ran the other way as soon as everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody picks. <laughs> Become my the last two whole minutes, boys. I'll be, not as uh, not as aff- offended as I was as when I was drafted 16th the other day. The 16th round, by the way, not 16. I was drafted in the 16th round in the New Carolina draft. Um, but that was less offensive than you two changing all of your picks just because of that set out. So what is that? 32nd or 48th? Uh, yeah, one of those. Um, um, so, yeah, thanks everyone who was in the YouTube chat. Loads of names in there, um, as per usual, and good company as always. Back tomorrow night, uh, some combination of us three and Dylan. Um, so, yeah, good luck with all your bets. Um, that was loads of fun. Until tomorrow, we'll see you on the road. Cheers.